0: Welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning.
1: So today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Roly White. Since Brock White is here... You have the floor. You get to do your own individual ad read. Go to town.
2: Really Wide RV. Why should you buy a trailer from Really Wide RV? We are the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona. We are toy hauler specialists. So if you have toys, you're a hunter. You like camping. You like to be a free range American. Then call us and we can help you out. We can help you get situated. Whatever truck you have SUV whatever and there's a lot of people out of state that come to us to uh, get a good deal we're cheaper than everybody else
1: what's the difference between western and
2: eastern toy haulers so western toy haulers they are built for side-by-sides so if you're thinking about getting a razor or can-am maverick The Western toy haulers are built for that. The Eastern toy haulers in Indiana are built for quads. They're just thinking, hey, someone's going to throw a quad in here, maybe a motorcycle. And the Western, they design the trailer around the side-by-side. And really, that's the industry. Everyone's going to the side-by-sides. That's that's the difference.
1: So that's what you need if you have a side by side. Promo code cleared hot still good for ninety five percent off the purchase price.
2: Yeah, ninety. I mean, if they call, <laughs> nine maybe ninety six cents. Ninety six cents, maybe. You did have one person call on it, right? Yeah, we did. We had one. <laughs> he, he he. I, I said the uh, promo code was uh, expired last week. Sorry. <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs>
1: Because I made that one up as I was doing it. And what's the website?
2: Rollywiterv.com. Spell it. R-O-W-L-E-Y, white like the color, RV. Dot com. C-O-N.
1: And that's it. That's the ad read for today. Okay, got the red smoke. Sun run north and south. West of the smoke. West of the smoke. Okay, copy. West of the smoke. I'm looking at danger close now.
0: Oh am all give it to me. I it.
1: So today on the podcast, actually everybody's a return guest except for you,
2: Brock. I'm first time.
1: So we're going to go around the horn. Everybody gets to introduce themselves, beginning with you.
2: Okay. Well, my name is Brock White. I met Andy. It's been almost a year and a half. We took him to the sand dunes. And
1: I thought I was going to wreck my razor and I didn't.
2: Oh, dude, I was super impressed. <laughs> we went up some hills and i like, oh, damn. Is he going to make it? And he came up like a champ. And he's like, knock on. (laughs) And every time I went to his trailer, hey, you want to go on a ride? Hell yeah, I want to go on a ride. So um, I'm just a guy that loves to hunt. And I love to just get out there. I like to go use the side-by-sides, camping, hunting, sand dunes. And um, I really, what drew me to your podcast, is that I like the message, which is be the example. A lot of the leadership things you talk about, I like to think I like to apply that to my, my business model and in my life. I don't separate personal and business, I think they all are the same. Tied together, yeah. Yeah. So how'd you find the podcast? I was listening to Jocko's podcast. You were on Jocko's. Yep. And I heard about this wingsuit guy. <laughs> right Wing here.
1: nut. Goddamn wingsuits.
2: Yeah, breaking the world record, jumping out of a, was it a 206?
1: It was a caravan, yeah. yeah. Highly, highly modified. I mean, the exterior was a caravan. The interior was different.
2: It, you jumped out and you are like in a spin or yeah. something? Yeah, it wasn't
1: my best exit ever, but it yeah. was also not the slowest moving aircraft. And <laughs> yeah. The wingsuit wasn't the smallest. Basically, it ate my lunch
2: on hey. the exit. Uh, I, I love that fact that you're like sitting there and you're like, oh, wait, I can break the world record? Take me out. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, more or less. Dusty. Howdy. Introduce yourself.
3: Hey, Dusty Fillion. Uh, I've been on here once before. Yes, many yeah.
1: tales of many, animal cars. Many, many tales, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've been hunting with John since before I could remember. Met Andy last year. Met you this week. Yeah. We shared some great things oh, this we, week. Yeah, me and Dusty. Many a
1: toilet. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're going to talk about the great sickness of 2019 (laughs) later. We'll get to the great sickness of 2019. Yeah. What do you do for a day job, Dusty? I
3: run equipment or do pipe fitting or chase John around and film Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And then John Dudley. Number one returning podcast guest, which eats up Travis, I think, every single time. I'm the artist known as... (laughs) 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 The artist known as pulling the plug on the uh, Crystal Head Vodka... Uh, yeah, so number one, I would say, guest on the podcast. Truly, I think it eats Travis up, because he was trying. We were doing a podcast the other day, Power Outage,
0: mid-podcast. Oh, man. Didn't it make sucks it. sucks to have that evil voodoo on you. Mm, I know. Something was... Uh, it's all kinds of Tom Cruise slinging <laughs> up on him. <laughs> 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 That's what happens. Yep. Try to jack somebody.
1: So we are in Alberta. What's the nearest city? Valley View? There is none. (laughs) Closest. Is it a city or a town? And what is the difference between the two?
0: It's a population. Yeah. Yeah. What is the population of Valley View? Valley View, Uh, the Lowens. 2,000. The (laughs) Lowens take up half of that. (laughs) 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 We're up here with Red Willow Outfitters. I've been coming up here since early 2000s with Todd in one fashion or another. And for a few years I was with a different guide, but who guided under Todd and then Todd and I started hunting in maybe 2006 and we went quite a while and then, uh, Taylor, it's kind of similar to when I met Dusty, but when I met Taylor, he was super small. That's Todd's son. When I met Dusty, he was real. You weren't real small. You were a teenager, barely. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was hunting with your dad, and then yeah, just between British Columbia for spot and stock bears in the spring. I've I had always done with Bert, just because the people who invited me the very first times. I did a spring bear hunt with Bert, and on that same year, almost well, it might have been a few years later, I did a hunt up here in like this valley view area with red willow outfitters and they've just both been so good for bow hunting i've just never changed there might be better but i'm not willing to try because i've just continually had success in both those places and you know if something's not broke don't fix it yeah i've had just the the funnest most memorable trips between those two places of anywhere really
1: and this is our third year up here together, yep. too. This is the first place you brought me for my first bow hunting
0: experience, which was awesome. hmm Where should we begin? I don't know. It's your podcast. I'm just drinking. How are you guys <laughs> feeling? Let's start there. Dude. <laughs> if anyone wants to have a problem with me drinking, this isn't the time, because you would be wanting me to hydrate if you saw what's happened in this place in the last... <laughs> Two days. Do you want to rewind and give the play-by-play of the last forty-eight? What would be awesome if someone had a time lapse on the both the toilet handles? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Imagine that. Like forty-eight hours of people like head first in the toilet or back first in the toilet. Just, <laughs> who like, was the first to come down with it? Was
1: it you, Dusty? Dusty. I, during my yeah. stock,
0: yeah. During my stock, um, we we were sitting there, and he's just like. The big, I, I see the big buck. I see the big buck. He goes, he's wait, hold, he's wait,
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: and I'm like, and he goes, dude, I don't. Uh, <laughs> 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 he's just going, and I'm, I'm like, okay, you wait here, I'm going. Man, <laughs> I had
3: that thing in my binos just talking john through what was going on and then also just that cold sweat just (laughs) rolled up my head i'm like oh no no (laughs) No, something bad's (laughs) happening here i haven't puked like that ever
0: and then he had to come so we ended up uh backing out on that stock came back here dusty's like i have to lay down for a little bit i'm like okay dude in the shower yeah so <laughs> <laughs> and let's also clarify a little bit became 48 hours oh yeah so he laid down <laughs> meanwhile we all went out kind of thinking what's up with dusty you can't hang with the big dogs puss. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah know better, we all go and do our you know we end up getting this muley shot we're all pumped come back we think we're all funny like being like hey dusty here's what you missed being all puss in your bed sickly boy yeah, oh, But who got up and did
3: the work on that buck?
0: I like that. Okay. Did you do it the next day?
3: No, I did it that night.
0: Oh, man. No, I don't. More and power then, to you. And then. <laughs> Jordan hit it Then next. fast forward till 4.58 the next morning. Yeah. I came down the hall. I opened up because the, the guide door was shut. And I opened up their door and I go, hey, what's up? And I looked at Jordan. He's like, dude, I'm so sick. We're not going. I'm like, what? It's so like, I've been throwing up all night and then <laughs> then I went into your room and you're like, <laughs> so for clarity, I didn't make that noise at all because it hadn't hit me yet. Oh. I was
1: sitting at the table oh, that was later, drinking a cup of coffee, and Jordan comes out pale than he normally is, <laughs> and said, "Hey, man, I don't think I can go out today, and I said, that's Probably pretty good because i 'm not feeling awesome either, like there was some, I was feeling off, and i wouldn 't lay back down. Mm-hmm. and I tried laying on my left side it wasn 't awesome, laid on my back wasn 't awesome. laid on my right hand side and within thirty seconds. That's when this stuff happens The thought process went through my mind of hey i haven 't thrown up in a while. Hey, I feel like i 'm going to throw up really soon hey <laughs> you 're throwing up right now, and just the same thing. The sweats hit me as I was on the way to the yeah. bathroom. And then it began some of the most violent vomiting that I've done in a long time. I felt like my oh, yeah. back was going to break. Yeah. The backs of my knees felt like they had needles <laughs> driven into them. My kidneys felt like they were being dissected with me fully awake. My entire <laughs> spine, each individual vertebrae was hurting. And my head felt like somebody had taken a fucking chisel to it. <laughs>
3: well, it's good to hear we all had the same thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, I fetal positioned in the well, bottom no. of the shower. Just yeah.
1: I crawled from that <laughs> toilet over the brim of the bathtub, which was a monumental Herculean effort. And mind you, it's like six inches above the floor because it's a midget's bathtub. And sat there for hours, fell asleep in the tub. <laughs> Woke up because it was cold, refilled it, crawled back to bed, and just I was convinced I was going to die. And then Dudley was laughing at me. And then he comes down the hall later. I think I've got the black lung pop. (laughs) (laughs) It just whooped his ass. And then Brock was like ho-hum, hopping around.
2: I'm like, yeah, what's up?
1: And then finally he's like, I'm not feeling good. And we all went, yes, (laughs) yes, (laughs) suck it. I thought I was going to die. I could not get out of bed for 36 hours, just completely curled up, feeling like I was having acupun- acupuncture done with railroad spikes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All I know is I felt like I could have done an info commercial for a Vitamixer. It, like, if you did kale and celery together and then poured it into a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing farmer
1: a farmer hanky and carrot was coming out of my nose. It was, it was so bad. Just pure stomach acid straight out of my nose.
0: We heard uh, that morning when we were out and we're wondering how bad Jordan was, he came running out in his flannel PJs and jumped in the bathroom and dude he was thrown up a hundred times louder than you, Dusty. Really? He was just like <laughs> And he's just like oh, Uh oh uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what's up with this bunch of bunch of pusses So me and Dusty oh, roll out. And what what happened? Did we, uh, we went looking for moose? I think. And we came back, and I was thinking, I don't know if I feel that great. And then all of a sudden, I got to my room, and all of a yeah. sudden, I just instantly got cold. And I came out, and I kind of I had my garbage can in my arm because I'm like, okay. I feel like I'm on the alien ship, like everyone's seen it but me, <laughs> and I went in the bathroom with that pail under my arm, and I'm like, I know what's coming, then all of a sudden I hit the toilet, and it was just like, it sounded like a high-pressure hose <laughs> with water just like coming out, Yeah. and then it was like, as soon as I got done, it, I, luckily I had the pail because I was able to go out both at the same <laughs> time. <clears throat> So
2: I was
1: talking to Caleb because I'm sharing a room with him. First off, he was like hi- hiding <laughs> under his covers with just his eyes up because he didn't want to get the great sickness of 2019. The black lung. <laughs> and he just was describing. He's, he's like, it was a ghost town. He's like, for a day and a half. I didn't know oh. what was happening. Nobody was anywhere. A day and a half went by? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even
1: remember that. I didn't get out of bed for 36 hours except for yeah, to go you didn't. throw
0: up. Yep. One time I felt kind of soft. And I brought you two RX bars and laid them next to your bed. Why well, did you feel soft about that? It's <laughs> just because I came out and I grabbed a Powerade. Caleb made two trips to town for us just to get yep. Powerades. And I came out and I grabbed one and I was going back to my bed and I thought, maybe Andy's hungry. And I looked in my backpack and I had two RX <laughs> bars. <laughs> and I put one next to your bed. Because you were just curled up in the fetal position. You had your left thumb in your mouth. Probably.
1: <laughs> probably. I I could not get up. I could tell you what I was not in that moment, and that's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I smelled them cooking dinner one of those nights and just was... <laughs> 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 like, the thought of food was not good. I was just sipping on water because for probably the first 10 hours, I would sip, sip, puke, Sip, sip, puke. It was an awesome routine that I would yeah. be in. It was that in was...
0: When did... All, was that 36 <sighs> hours ago, technically? When... Yeah. yeah. Like, we are living another life of death.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were partying. It was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> there was shit going down. Because we went out... I went out with Jordan
0: last night to hunt, and that was... I
1: did not feel awesome going out. But he was like, hey, let's go to this spot where we don't have to do
0: any work. I'm like, that's fine. And I just laid down on the grass. I went out last night thinking I was cool, and... I didn't get sick. I knew I wasn't, I would say I was 60 to 70%. Is that where you feel like you were at? It's about where I'm at right now. Okay. Okay. But I remember there being certain like ligaments and tendons in my ankles that I didn't even know I had that were just hurting so bad. My knees and my ankles and my like lower back last night oh, yeah, felt like someone had just, I don't know, beat it with a baseball bat.
3: You were going downhill fast last night. He started out good when we headed out for the hunt, and then he just got whiter and quieter every 20 minutes. And then
0: I came back and just got in bed, and then I woke up. I woke up in the morning so hot. I don't think I've ever felt that hot. And The picture of your sheets is unbelievable. (laughs) Well, that's the second set. (laughs) No, I got up at 2 in the morning, came out, turned the light on, took my shirt off and I twisted it in the bathroom and it rang out and I went back into my room and I ripped the sheets off my bed and then put another t-shirt on and then laid back on just the top sheet only or the sheet that's on the mattress and then slept like that with like a new t-shirt and underwear on on top of it. So that picture this morning is after the top sheet's been off for, like, four hours and with a fresh T-shirt. And I came out, and I was just, there was, like, dripping off my scraggly beard. This morning, Todd looked at me. I'm like, oh, my God, I have the highest fever. And then I just, I took my T-shirt off, and I just, like, twisted it and just dripped water. And I'm like, I got to go back to bed. And I just turned around and went back in. And then I woke up at 7, and I thought I was good, but... There was one more rally, (laughs) right, Dusty? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Do you want to recap that?
3: No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I enjoyed it, I try not to think about it. But
0: I got, I got pretty cocky, and I, I, I let one dry fart out <laughs> and i was i looked at dusty i'm like just a look of accomplishment just like oh yeah I'm like, you i looked at him I'm like did you hear that i'm like you heard that right Progress. he goes yeah. yeah but it felt so like right when it, that one went <laughs> <clears throat> but it was just that little bit of confidence that led to the next one
2: well you have the the on your stabilizer you had a special special equipment <laughs>
0: Yeah, last night when I went on my stock on a bear, I actually put a roll of toilet paper on it, which I used. You did, right, Dusty? Yeah, and I heard that one. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, podcast Podcast is derailing quickly. (laughs) Well, back to this morning. If you could get this sponsored by Charmin, Charmin, Charmin. Charmin or Dude Wipes, Dude Dude Wipes would be a perfect fit for cleared hot. Or because if your butt holds all cleared hot bacteria, or mm -hmm. like. Antibiotic. Well, you definitely <laughs> yes. need, yeah. TheraFlu, Airborne. <laughs> Listen, there's <laughs> no. a ton of Z-Pack. z yeah, If you're belongs. looking for a legitimate source to vouch for your product. The bottom line
1: is, we almost died, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> how you sweated that much in the night, I don't know how, much, how you had that much fluid left in you.
0: No, I, I, might, I might not. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I don't. Well,
2: you're replenishing now.
0: <laughs> I don't. Yeah.
2: Think about the poor sap. They say put it back in with vodka. Day.
0: He has no idea.
2: He's going to get. Oh so I know. This we won't
1: get released till Monday. He won't
2: hear it. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. A then, dude just came into camp that we don't know. He's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> he might not, but he will have four strangers looking over him laughing. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Google gobble one of us.
3: Google gobble one of we us. We saw him shake
0: your hand, Brock. We're like, oh you're done. <laughs> yeah, you're we're done. like we're like if Brock will only touch him and you're like Good to meet you and <laughs> yes. it's just like we've seen the sparks like hit. <laughs> I thought <laughs> those were just germs. I was going to give him a hug <laughs> later locking. on. Like, hug it out. It was actually like a green fog, like, <laughs> came out of your hair. <laughs> and like, <laughs> It's death is what it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so how was your experience up here, Brock? Talk me through your hunt.
2: It was, uh, it was long. No, it wasn't. And, <laughs> <laughs> Come on.
0: Seriously? <laughs> what the hell, bro? Let's back
2: this crap right up. <laughs> you're going to bring someone on here
0: let's at least
2: okay be the example this is, <laughs> this has been an awesome experience up here being with you guys and
0: all seven minutes were so yeah,
2: tough so back it up taylor's like yeah us on elk because i don't really i was like i'm just here to have fun i don't care what we go chase if it's I think
0: you said I want to experience that camp that I've heard Andy and John talk about. Oh yeah, I want to
2: believe me. But you're, you're gonna... welcome. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You got the <laughs> pain portion. <laughs> 2019.
1: Few Blue. men could have survived that sickness.
2: This is uh this is <laughs> a boot camp for sure. It's Hunger Games here. Yeah. So, the green hornet strikes yeah. again. So Taylor goes out. He's like, "Yeah, let's uh let's go chase elk." Okay. Cool. Let's do it. So, the night before, we bugled a couple spots, found some out. (laughs) Opening morning, he's like, let's go over here. I said, all right. He starts taking me back into the bush, and we're, like, going away from the bugles. We need to go this way. And we're still in the dark, so shooting light's still not available. Mm -hmm. Then shooting light came around, and he bugled. He's like, dude, this bull's coming in. And I was like, okay, I think he's legal and so when i started the hunt i had like expectations i want to go for this bull and i just went you know what i've never killed a bull with my bow
1: yeah what's what's that mean (laughs) what do you mean expectations like you want a five by
2: five or yeah oh yeah yeah i just oh yeah maybe i wanted to we don't
0: play that game around here (laughs) no No. the only question i ever have is is it legal yeah
2: he goes, I think it's legal. And I said, okay, how far is it? And he's like, 60 yards.
0: There you go. Now you're back on track.
2: Yeah. I, now you're back on this track. This bull starts coming in, and he starts ranging. him. And I feel Taylor, like, slapping my hip. I'm like, mm. what, what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he what a, was he doing? He has a Get range up. finder around his neck. I'm like, range the damn thing. Tell me how far he is. He's, he's like, grabbing my leg. Like, I haven't heard this. Could you feel his breath on your neck? Oh yeah. Okay. It, I felt everything. Mm. Oh. The senses were at peak, peak levels. Uh, yeah. peak levels. Yeah. Yeah. You were in
1: that moment. You were in flow state.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So then I'm like, oh, he can't get my rangefinder out of my pocket, out of my pouch, mm. out of it's the, in p- the front pocket. It was your rangefinder. Yeah. Range finder. yeah. He's mm. certain, Is that what I'm, you're
1: calling it these days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I, I just front, here, I take it out. Front pocket, Taylor. Front pocket. So deeper, deeper. way
0: around, it goes way around. (laughs) You have to dig for it. You might have to undo my belt. (laughs) Sometimes the front zipper is actually better. (laughs) It's about to get Western. It's Western. (laughs) Yeah, real
2: Western. So why was he grabbing your range funder? I don't know. I just gave it to him and then Mm. he's ranging him. And then he's telling me, your rangefinder's a piece of shit. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like use your own damn rangefinder. <laughs> Jeez. He's like, okay. And this is what he's telling me. Okay, the bulls, it's 56, 78,
0: 42. <laughs> I'm
2: like, okay, obviously, I'm just, just going to pick one of those. <laughs> we are going to go with the median. He finally came out in the open. I'm like, okay, hey, what is he at now? He's like 56. Well, they just sent it. And, well, Legal Light 610. This is like 610, 30 seconds, maybe. <laughs> and. It was
0: within minutes of Legal Light. Yeah. We got yeah, a text that out. said, bull down. I'm the, like, oh the, my gosh.
2: And the tripan, oh my gosh. That was. I've never seen anything like that. Full pass through. I've never had a full pass through on a bull. And just, he was, you could hear the blood coming out of him.
0: Hitting leaves?
2: Just, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it drop, like, pumping out of his chest. And then, you know, when we gutted him, it was just an arrow right through the heart. And the amount of blood... That guy, it was a nice... It was a quick kill. How far did he go? Ten yards. That's Cir- crazy. T- circled around and and then I got cocky, you know. I'm like, yeah, I can just kill a ball at sixty. So I can shoot 70, 80, <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter. Then I airballed some shots. <laughs> so no, I was, yeah, but it's you've had opportunities, yeah,
0: because now you've got. A deer tag and a bear tag. You've been going yeah, out for
2: a chase from Boos. We that was a huge failure.
0: That was more of like a quad ride. It was expose. More,
2: Yeah, it was more like I think Taylor just wanted me to ride on the back with him. Mm. Like he's like, get closer, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I kept going farther back. It's like I don't feel you.
2: <laughs> Good God! Yeah. Just five, five hours on a quad. And I was like, I had to call it out to the second time. Like I'm done with this. Done. Let's go chase some bears.
0: That's a good call. Yeah, Delly, how were your hunts, man? Um, awesome. Yeah, mine were super good. We, well, you started out. I mean, you got the blood flowing on your muley. I did. Well, no, Brock yeah, did you with, shot first. Mm-hmm. Rocked it with the bull. Oh yeah, yeah well, well, I got the indeed, Sorry, yeah. your story was too good to be true, so we don't count it. <laughs> Maybe on your second year, we'll count you in on our tallies.
2: Yeah. I, I, there's unless, you get a,
0: unless you get a second. I'm then, the new guy. Then you, clear it, then you come right in. Roger. But, uh, yeah, you kind of got things started with your muley. I'll let you talk about that. And then uh, Dusty and I had found some muleys the first morning. The elk weren't responding. We kind of came out and looked for some muleys, found a group, followed them around most of the day. I think that first day we did like 17K. 17K oh, yeah. total. Twelve miles. I mean, or it was ways. a long day, and then the next day we ended up. Uh, I think we went out, looked for a while more, um, and then shot my bull in the morning. Actually,
3: yeah, we went to Over yeah. by Marks.
0: Yeah, so it was this. So it was the third day. Second. Second day we second shot day. the bull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. Oh yeah, second day, second morning. Then we shot the shot my bull uh, right at sunrise. Bull came up. He was coming from. Probably at least a mile away in some ag, kind of heading back towards timber. And we were right on the timber edge. Uh, we heard him, we actually heard him bark, which is normally a noise they make when they're alerted by something. And so we kind of looked around, and Dusty goes, I think that was a dog. And then we listened and we heard it again. I go, No, that's an elk barking. And we couldn't see it. And we started to kind of reposition. All of a sudden, we could see some elk out there. And this bull was barking at two cows. And they ended up kind of messing around out in this wide open field, and then they started to head towards timber quite a ways away from us. And then I bugled at him, and he stopped, started coming, and uh, I might have bugled one more time. I can't remember. Maybe I bugled, bugled a few times at got him. Got
3: your little that decoy set up?
0: Oh yeah. And then uh, then he ended up coming in and stopping at sixty five yards, and I just let him have it. Just it was a tripan and man it freaking showstopper showstopper yeah that's what they should have named it mm-hmm. and then we took care of that and then fast forward a day later i was right on the front end of the flu. because yeah that next morning the next we came home took care of that bull that day didn't have much time at night yeah then uh that next morning, we tried for muley, got sick, we came back, and then I waited for you guys to come, and then we went out on the muleys that we had bedded, and then that's when we got my muley. Which was awesome. Yeah. You got to see
1: it. I got, that's the second time I've got to watch Oh, that's tight. Yeah. That first year we were here, I was across the field. This time I was on. I forgot about that. Basically behind you, but I was glassing the whole time. I was able to see you crawl, come around, come to full draw, see the animal hop off, and then... I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: That's the second time you got to see one tip.
1: Yep. That no, was awesome. Cool to see the decisions that you made, to the angle that you took at it. Could you see all that? I could see... I actually could. I, my angles that I was watching you from probably skewed it a little bit based on what yours were, but I could see, obviously, you coming to the left and then creeping around when you decided to stand up. When Did you, you see me drug. when
0: I would... Were there times where you couldn't see me where I was low enough where you couldn't? Yes, when you were belly crawling. And then you'd I'd see you probably shouldering up. Yeah. I kinda got in there and then went a little ways and then just realized all the bulk in my pockets were giving me. Yeah, you gotta what? describe your outfit. Huh? You gotta describe <laughs> yeah. your outfit. Well normally I wear the Sika Apex pant and Apex top, their bino harness, and Right now, I'm actually wearing some Vans. These are Vans just made some shoes to try to get into the outdoor side, and that's what these are. But with a uh, with a sick Gator, and normally in my po- my pockets normally have the same thing. They've got like a release. I always have a lighter. I've got a pair of gloves. I got my tags. I've got my bow holder, and then in my left pocket, normally I have like one water bottle. Or in this case, I've got a headlamp. But uh, I just realized the extra bulk of my pockets when I was trying to, I was literally reaching forward and then pulling myself up one row at a time through the canola. And I just realized that the extra bulk on the sides of me, and like in my pockets, it was just making more drag. And I could could feel like I was making more noise pulling myself through the canola. So I ended up rolling on my back. Because while this was happening, there was a buck, what was he, 60 yards from me? Probably. 60 yards feeding. And the canola was maybe 11 inches high right there, maybe 14 at the highest. 14 tops, I would say. So I just rolled onto my back. I kind of took my shoes off while I was on my back, then pulled my pants off, and then pulled my socks over my long johns.
1: And put your phone in there.
0: Yeah, I put my phone in my sock. <laughs> and, yeah, and then just I went right down to just long johns with my bino harness. So I had binos and my rangefinder, and I had my, my phone in my sock, and I just kind of slithered, slithered it along. Where do you put your bow when you do that? Sometimes I had it on my back. You just I'll, rest it on your back. Yeah, I'll lay it on my back if I'm if I'm like full blown Superman, Superman and on the ground. I just laid it on my back and I would just kind of push with my toes and pull with my fingers. How far do you think you were moving with each push? One row of canola, so I don't know what the spacing is. Maybe six inches. So not far is the point.
1: No slow arduous process.
0: Yeah, and then I I kind of went and I waited until that. I waited till the muley that was feeding. I would wait till because he would feed a while and then he'd pick his head up and he'd look around and check things out for a while. And then when he'd put his head down to start feeding, he'd be feeding for a while. So I'd wait for him to put his head back down and then I would start moving. And normally when he, when I'd be peeking up and he'd have his head up looking around, as soon as he put his head back down, I would go up just enough to get my binos and get a, I would try to make a landmark. Above the horizon to what i didn't have to expose myself above that cover to see so i was looking at the treetops that were up on the high ground and so i would just be like okay he's at the tip of that pine tree so as i'd pull myself all i was doing is looking at the far point not like trying to look at a short distance and so i would just tell myself i need to when i popped up i would range and i do that because if that buck stands up for some weird reason you want to at least be within some sort of a range so i would get up and what i would do is i felt like where he was bedded he was at the farthest point of the horizon that i could see if that makes sense so i was trying to pick the furthest canola bean i could see skylining itself and i would try to range that little bean and it would say like 68 and then, so I'd know, okay, I'm the buck's got to be somewhere around 70. And then I would pull myself until I felt like I needed to stop, and then I would get, kind of poke my head up, look at that feeding buck, and then use the terrain again, and then I would get an, another range. So I think a few points maybe I maybe told you, like, this is where I'm at or something. You, know, you would the, tell us, hey, inside of 60 was one of them. Yeah, yeah. So then kind of just worked worked myself in and I tried to stay in the lowest ground possible, which was really hard because he was where he was, there was hardly anything. And then that other buck fed off and then bedded down. And then once he bedded down, then I was clear. And I just kept the wind right. And then I remember raising up inside of 40 and I could see the buck was the way he was Kind of the way his head was tilted, I figured he was sleeping and his ears were fully relaxed and his ears were shielding his eyes. So then I just stood up and I ranged his tines and just started going towards him with tension on the string, thinking if he goes to stand up, I'm just pulling back. But I just, I think when I stood up and I ranged him, I think he was 36. And so then all I did was count down my steps. So I was just, you know, 35, 34, 36, 30, whatever. Yep. Not doing a good now, but. 35, 34, <laughs> yeah. 36 is yeah. good. Yeah, it's <laughs> And then just got into, you know, 26 and then, you know, pumped him, pumped him that time. And then he jumped up and started going. I could tell he was hurting and then got that other shot at 96. So I just took it and then. That was the nail in the coffin. He was tipped over three to five seconds after that. Yeah. That was
1: awesome to watch. It's cool to see. Tell us about your hunts. Well, the Muley one was first, and that one I liked because I was thinking about all of the mistakes I've made over the last three years, (laughs) and just trying not to repeat
0: them. I like that positive thinking.
1: No, I was just trying to learn from the errors that I had made, because... I was in my rain gear at one point, and I was maneuvering. I'm like, this is too loud. So I sat down and took it all off, put it back in my bag. But there was a tree line that looked like a lowercase L, but had some small little cuts in it, like little clumps of trees. But Mm -hmm. it was very linear. And they were out in a canola field, a group of three of them, probably 250 yards from that tree line. But we were able to get into the tree line because the wind was blowing from them to us. Yeah. And we're watching them, and, of course, you know, we're standing there, and then the storm comes, so rain gear comes on. Jordan was thinking about trying to maneuver around, maybe flush them towards us or just to go get a better angle on them. So I'm yeah. sitting there by myself, and they stand up, and they start moving towards the tree line, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I need to get into a position that they're going to likely pass by, and I need to get there before they get there because I want to be set. Yeah. And not be behind the power curve because things move incredibly fast. Yeah. So, started moving. Rain gear, I'm like, this sucks. Take the rain gear off, put it back in. I'm like, okay, that's better. Thought I had a spot, and I remember thinking in my head, if they stay on their path, the path that they're on, I'm going to totally miss them, and then I'm going to have to try to play some you know, ninja, close the distance when they're over there feeding and they're going to see me because they're going to be on my side of the trees. So from what I had seen from last year, or actually from the last two years, the first year I never even got a chance at a muley. Last year I messed up every chance that I got to include the one where I was taking pictures like 13 yards from it. And the only response I got from you was put your phone away. (laughs) Whatever.
0: Last year you had some awesome stocks.
1: I had some great stocks. Yeah. And I messed up every single one of them or I I wasn't successful for one reason or another. I had, My arrow came off the rest one time, so I had to let down and bring the thing back up and then rush the shot because I thought I was out of time. So this time in my head, as I was maneuvering along that tree line, I was getting to a point where I was almost ahead of them and I could see that they were on their path. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let them continue on the path that they're on because if they do, they're going to come straight for me. And there was this beautiful inside of the tree line. On both sides of it, there was a little ditch. And in the middle, there was a little bit of a rise with kind of trees just on the outside. And there's this really tall grass section. So I just sat right there and it had really good concealment in front of yeah. me. And lo and behold, they just start walking right in front of me. And I looked to my left and there's a perfect shooting lane in between the two trees. I don't even need to range it because it's inside of 20. And I'm just watching them walk and then I lose sight of the first one. It's like, oh, they're he's going to walk right by. So I lifted my arrow up and took it off the arrow keeper because I, yeah. I was going to be that close. The first one, I was just standing there watching him out of the corner of my eye, and the first one walked through and went behind the other tree, and I just drew back on an empty opening, (laughs) waited for the second one. I'm just sitting there at full draw for 15 seconds, just relax, and boop, here comes his antlers coming through, and he's walking and walking, and then cacao. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that bow is so quiet. You just sent me that bow a week before this trip, and I've been shooting with it. It definitely, it's a flatter trajectory, and that thing is hammering arrows. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it's ridiculously quiet. The first buck that came through did not even run off on the shot. And the one that I hit, he kind of jumped forward and was hunched over and just stood there, and the other buck came and circled him like, hey, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> and Dying. and just started eating. And the first buck ended up running off and betting, and I finished him off with the second shot. But I was super happy with that hunt because in my head – I was I was ahead of the process as opposed to rushing to keep up. Yeah. Like, I knew they were probably going to come by. In my head, I knew I was going to let the first one come through. The third one was the biggest, but I also didn't know if they were going to take the same path. Yeah. And, like I've said every time, my only question is, is it legal? <laughs> Which it absolutely was. Yeah. So, and I told myself, I'm like, okay, that, if that one walks by, I'm going to come to full draw because I wanted to be, I've drawn so many times where animals are looking at me like, what are you doing? And they just <laughs> run off. So that was, to me, I was like, I just need to get to full draw and be comfortable. And I had time to settle in and look through my peep and center my ball. And I was just waiting, holding on nothing. And then the nothing became a uh, muley and that muley became dinner. That's
2: and it was, awesome.
1: it, was co- it was cool. Cause I was out there making all the decisions by myself Yeah. because Jordan was, He texted me, like, they're coming your way. And I wrote back after it was dead, like, I know. (laughs) So that was awesome. That was the pre the great sickness of 2019. And then we went out last night. I did not feel like going out. Like, my energy levels are okay. I'm hovering at, like.
0: If I wouldn't have went out, you wouldn't have went out. Probably not. I could tell. I'm like, as soon as I'm like, dude, I'm going, I could tell you're like. I just told Damn Jordan, you, "Dudley, yeah, I was like, Jordan, find us somewhere that requires
1: no effort, no walking. Like, <laughs> I just threw my backpack on, like, ho-hum, just like, <laughs> go out there, made sure my thermosol was just cranking and laid down on my backpack, and the sun just put me to sleep. I was sitting there, and we heard a bugle. It, we were out there at 6.30, and we heard a bugle at 7, which is a few hours before last light, which is where, yeah. and we had been encountering elk. Every day that we have gone out, only in the morning, though. So we went to the same area two days in a row and encountered two bulls the first day, chance encounters. The second day, we went out and got to the corner of a field, and we could see them in the field. The Jordan let out one cow call, and I watched these bulls pick their head up, look over, and run for the woods. They did not like it, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means they've been pressured or they just, I don't know. Or that there's a predator in the area and that they know that they're not going to call. Could have
0: been a bigger bull that was just beating on them, too. You know, that had a herd with them or something, and they kind of thought, get out of here. It's whatever, hard to say.
1: Whatever it was, they bailed. So I was convinced at the end of that day that cow calling was not the answer. Yeah. Because every time we had cow called, they would just turn tail and they would run. So we're sitting out there at 6.37, and we heard a bugle. And Jordan was watching NFL TV on his phone. <laughs> That like I could say I was doing much better. I was watching the inside of my eyelids, and he says, "Hey, did you hear that bugle?" And I looked over and I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's the bugle." <laughs> and he lifts his heads up, his head up, and he says, "They're in the field." And sun is bright as day right now. We look out there, and there's two cows, and there's a small bull, and then a spike came out, and then a bigger bull came out, and I see Jordan reaching over for the cow call. I like, "Oh no, <laughs> Stop. don't do it! They're going to run off." But he does it. And they look over and just went right back to eat. So they didn't care. He put the decoy up. He started bugling. And they actually started working their way towards us. And another one was bugling from in the trees. He was, I don't know if he was pissed. I don't know. He was talking. But you could tell there was something bigger in the trees. And uh, they started working their way towards us. And the bigger bull was probably, he got himself to like 90, somewhere between 90 to 100 and then everything looked off to our shooter's left, so they're right, our left, and then they just took off. And they were moving with a purpose. And they weren't necessarily downwind, but they just bailed. You guys said you feel like they saw a bear. I don't know were- what it was. I heard something to the left as well. We never saw it because there was a little bit of a decline right past us, and yeah. Jordan's view was obscured by some bigger bushes. But whatever they saw, they bailed. And he and I both had the conversation like, well, I guess we're screwed for tonight. Should we just pack up and get out of here? And as we said that, another bull walked out on that green patch that yeah. I showed you guys today. Way away, way away. And Jordan said, "Well, here's another bull. Let's call to him and see if he comes over." Rips a bugle, and the thing like kind of lifts his head up and just started booking. And he would he would run, stop, grab a few bites to eat. Jordan would call at him again. He would run, stop, get a few bites to eat, run, come over. He got to first time I shot at him. He got to. Do you feel like he ever saw the decoy? Yes, hundred percent because he was looking directly at it. Oh, cool. And but he would come at it, and then he made it. He made a right hand turd, so his left side was kind of broadside to me, and he got to in the sixties. Was he turning to get downwind of you? Nope, he was eating. Super comfortable, just eating. Oh, really? That's yep. cool.
0: And normally, once they see you, they try to get downwind. That's yeah. pretty cool that he didn't.
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was on my knees at the time, and I didn't want to shoot from my knees at that distance. So I got up, drew back. He was in the 60s on the first one. Felt like I had an awesome... I'm sitting there, and I usually just tell myself as the pins float, and I'll tell myself in my head, hey, it goes off when it wants to go off. And I just keep yeah. pulling through instead of like, it's got to go off right now. Yeah. I just keep telling myself, like, hey, it's going to go off when it wants to go off. So I was pulling through it, pulled through the shot. It released right where I wanted it to. And we, Jordan and I looked at the video, It's was like, Four feet short. (laughs) And he, like, jumped and went a little bit farther away. I'm like, well, screw you. Do you think your arrow was on the rest?
2: I don't know what it was. I mean, if
1: it was was possible that I had made a mistake, it certainly was my mistake, not the bow, because it worked itself out later. He went farther away, knocked another arrow, shot at him, also low. And he kind of did, like, this little lollipop, but then came back, and we're calling at him. So then he started walking from our left to our right, and... Kind of was coming right underneath the setting sun, and he was right there at 79, and stood up, drew back, released, heard just whack, and the arrow was tracking just perfectly out. Yeah, it looked money. He jumped and kicked, and I've never seen, well, I haven't shot that many bulls, but the only animal I had seen do that actually was your muley, and you said that happens when you hit him in the heart. Yeah. So he jumped, and he kicked, and as he made his left-hand turn to run away, I saw some blood coming out. Yeah. I was like, you're you're done. And he was definitely hurting as he went into the woods. And we gave him a little bit of time. Was able to find blood before we went into the woods. We started going into the woods. And uh, it it got a little western. It got a little wild. (laughs) I came back with an empty quiver. (laughs) We got a bull. We got a (laughs) bull. We got a bull. That's what matters. But we backed out. We ended up backing out because we basically bumped him twice. I had shot at him again. I wasn't sure whether or not I had hit him again. But we were on blood, and we're like, you know what? And the light was going down, so we backed out, went back in this morning, and first went back to where I had shot, and we just, three of us kind of went forward, me, Jordan, and Caleb, found nothing. And all of us were like, what the hell? And it was kind of getting bummed out. Started coming back. I had told them, hey, I'm just going to go all the way back to where he had gone into the trees, get back on the blood, and I'm just going to start slowly tracking it in. So I was 75 yards into that process, and I see Jordan waving at me. He's like, get over here. So I come over he's like, Caleb just saw him. He's over there. So we blood trailed him some more and eventually found him and then, you know, checkmate from that point on. But it was, it got a little wild. (laughs) (laughs) Not not afraid to admit that it got a little Western in there for a bit. Came back with an empty quiver. It's not a big deal. No. (laughs) (laughs) But got the job done. And it was, uh, even on the shot with him, it was... Again, learning from my mistakes. I waited until he turned his head away, stood up, drew, took my time in my head. Instead of saying, oh, my God, I have to shoot right now, which was the biggest mistake I made, that elk hunt I did in Utah the very first year, was I have to shoot now. Just like, it's fine. I'm just going to take my time. And the worst-case scenario is if I don't shoot, I don't shoot. Yeah. And it just, what really helps me, especially at a live animal, is telling myself, just let the bow go off when it's ready to go off, as opposed to, ah! (laughs) 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 Which, in my experience, makes the arrow go where you don't want it to. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question that you made a big jump this trip. Because that was two different successful hunts, so to speak, when I wasn't there. Yep. It sucks to miss it, but it's also like, I don't know, it sucks to not... Eat your kid's first day of school, but you kind of get to take them there. you figure it out on your own at some point. Then you kind of got to watch them and be like, you're going to have fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I'll see you tonight at dinner. But
2: if you give a man a fish or teach a man a fish. Yep. He'll feed himself forever. What's crazy about last night
1: is I learned a lot about elk behavior just last night. It was the first time I think I've really been in the woods where, I don't know what you guys would be able to describe better. Whether they're pissed off or they just don't give a shit. Because as we were walking through the woods, Jordan was bugling and cow calling. And these bulls were walking towards us with absolutely no regard to the
0: amount of noise that they were making. Yeah, Just... Well, you guys said there was one hot cow. I never saw it. Jordan thinks there's one hot cow, and so... Once that happens, yeah, they start to lose their minds. I mean, yeah. we'll lose their mind as in one came to 20
1: yards on us from downwind and walked directly past Jordan. and then That's beginner's luck. But <laughs> what it was, uh, <laughs> just And kidding. then, though, the other one had to have seen me standing there and just decided to go over and rake a tree and chuckle or chortle or whatever the hell it is. And then another chortle? one. <laughs> chortle? Chortle? Yeah. I don't know. Wait. <laughs> where,
2: where did chortle come from? I don't know. <laughs> So let's just back this up. And it's like, buck, 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 buck. That's okay. Because the- <laughs>
0: normally in Andy's podcast, he wants to go, let's go back a little further. So let's do that. Let's go back a little further to you describing the noises that your elk made last year or last night yeah. to me when I said, okay, well, what did they do? Because I was trying to decipher, are we going to find this bull? What's yeah. the situation? So then I think I said, like, what were the elk doing? And then you made what? Do you remember what you, noise you made? No. What what activity were they? I doing? remember saying that sounds a lot like the Cadbury bunny. <laughs> well, I said they were bugling like. <laughs> no. <laughs> you went like. <laughs> oh, I said yeah. I heard him barking. He's like. <laughs> bark, bark, bark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like
1: wait. Listen, I don't know how to make the elk noises. You knew what I meant, but it was cool because Jordan was sitting there bugling, and I was in between the two because Jordan had dropped back. Yeah. And I was just standing by a tree. Watching this thing just rake around is another one came right at me. So they were coming from all these different directions and I was making noise. I was breaking branches to move They were br- they're just like, yeah, I don't care. It was crazy. I've never seen. They
0: probably thought you were making that much noise to act big. Could be. You know, no. to act tough. And yeah. that's why they started raking too. Yeah. It was unbelievable, and yeah. it just might have caught them right at that exact moment. I've
3: seen it with moose, too, though. You yeah. get them wound up, their eyes roll back in their head, and it's just white, and they come in, and they're swaying, and then they just start smashing shit, and they have zero regard for what's going on around them. So, so why are w- they doing that? They're so wound up with that cow they think is there.
1: So they're trying to attract the cow yeah, by being their display.
3: Loud? big display comes in. They're waving their horns back and forth and just smacking stuff around, showing them they're a big man and doing their thing and just and when that happens you can do anything it's it's awesome
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah it was cool i learned a lot on that just at that time in in the woods cuz i've never been there and yeah i guess i thought when i first started bow hunting 3 years ago with you is that you just had to be whisper quiet the entire time i could have probably been jumping up and down on dry wood and they would have still just been walking towards me
0: yeah at that moment yeah, at there's that, there's that moment time for and sure. a place for, it for yeah. yeah yeah there is There is. That's one thing that I think can help a lot of people be more successful. Is people have to realize once you leave camp, everything you do should almost be an action of you're looking at an animal. They can hear you. They can see you. Pretend like that's always the case. Because, like last week, I was on a hunt where I was. We were driving to a place and we were parking and kind of the other people there knew that we were going to be hunting 800 yards away. So when we parked, people are still like talking, telling stories, slamming the door, and it just makes my skin crawl because it's like we can actually maybe have action between here and there. You know, if we just kind of get out and go, you never know when it will happen. It's like when Dusty and I were – we were tracking a muley, and we literally, we walked right up on a bear we could have killed. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Well, we were in pursuit of a muley. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, if if we would have been like, oh, well, the muley's way over there, we're just going to freaking wreak havoc. Um, and actually, we passed elk, too. Do you remember on yeah. that same one? Yeah, exactly. We were going, and all of a sudden, we heard, like, something to our right, and we stopped, and we kind of thought, what is that? And then we heard, like, you We heard like little cows and calves, 10, 15 yards to our right. Kept going, went probably another 200 yards. and All of a sudden, here's a bear coming out. And I think I ended up saying like, hey, get out of here. And it like jumped off and we kept going. But I think anytime you can pretend like you're trying, you know, that there's a need to be quiet. I think if you can do that continually, you just increase your odds i think if you're in the field you should act like you're in the field yeah
2: Um,
1: yep. i mean you know i mean maybe there is a buck 20 yards from your car unlikely but probably crazier things have happened
3: well those out yeah got out and we were heading after emilia a while ago we were walking just getting gear ready and look over and you spotted that one cow was right there they started calling they were 50 yards from the truck yeah but we were both in the habit of, like, I close my doors quietly in town. Yeah. I get out and kind of, <laughs> just, it's just a habit. Like, I've been out here so long, it's yeah something you do. You just be quiet, and we've gone hours and hours without saying anything to each other in a day. Yeah. Just cruising, quietly, always. Yeah. Even, like you said, tracking blood. Yeah. We didn't talk. We didn't do anything. We were separated by, what, 20, 30 yards? Yeah. I was on last blood. John would go, and we'd just. We worked as slow and quiet as possible trying to get up behind these things because you never know if he's just bedded down around the corner, around yep. the hill, laying in the water. Like, it's, it could be anywhere.
1: When we backed out last night, I think we jumped him out of his bed this morning 40 yards from where we were. And I, I'm glad that we took the path that we did because it would have been too dark. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and he probably yeah. would have had a lot more strength last night.
1: Yeah. Yep. It was, yeah. a good, it was a good year. Tagged out for the first time. Yeah, that's Heck awesome. Yeah. Awesome, buddy! What do you think
2: about Alberta, Brock? I'm in love. I hope I get (laughs) invited next year. I'm like, I'm hooked. Hook, line, sinker. Once you have that first range finder, reach around. Yeah, once. (laughs) Yeah, first two minutes into the hunt, I'm getting a reach around for the range (laughs) finder. I'm in.
1: (laughs) (sighs) I don't know if that's a selling point for Red Willow, but perhaps
3: there's a market.
2: Yeah, if you There's own, a market out there. there a market just keep those. that rangefinder close to your pocket. We'll get it for you.
1: You went so, to the Love Shack in the sky, too, didn't? Oh you? my gosh, what was that? <laughs> the fort. Is it actually a fort, or is that a name that somebody lovingly gave no, it? No. We have to
0: leave names out of it, just okay. for so we Frank. We don't have a full sign-off disclosure. Yeah, oh, Frank's good. That's so a special name.
2: So Frank tells. Um, can I use red willow, guys? <laughs> No, the re- just go with Schwanson. <laughs> so Frank told Schwanson, hey, you guys want to have a over, Spend the night over?
1: Is this a grown man talking to another grown this man?
2: This is a 35-year-old telling a 22-year-old, saying, hey... You- That's
1: a fistful of red flags.
2: Yeah. Your, your hunters want to have a, a sleepover over no, here? No, they don't. And I'm like, no. Absolutely not. I'm not having a sleepover with a 35-year-old <laughs> in a fort. So... He calls, Frank calls Swanson and says, I got a big bear in this field. You know, they saw last night. It's like a booner. Come kill it. So we go to the fort. I
0: didn't know it was a booner. I'll hit this fort up. Uh, (laughs) What does that mean? Fourteen hands to you. Yeah.
2: Perfect. It's a big horse. It's a big bear. And for me, any bear, any legal bear, I'm going to hammer. But
1: for Bo, isn't it Pope and Young?
2: Yeah, Pope and Young. So...
1: Why don't they just say that if you're bow hunting, it's a poper. Well, the booner will
2: be bigger.
0: Booner. It has bigger. to be right because it's a rifle. Yeah. So the pretty much the kind of the bar for a rifle is higher than the bar for a bow. Mm-hmm. So if you can get a booner with a bow, then got gotcha. you. Okay. You're twice as awesome. Yeah, so fair enough.
2: Frank's trying to convince us to go to the the shack fort, and so we finally make our way over there. By the way, he invited a girl to, like, spend the night with him in there, and that got weird. And <laughs> 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 Jesus. Uh, it, it's just a whole weir- weird scenario, and then we go to the fort, and I start looking. Like, first off, he's, Frank removed a set of ladders from a, some kid's playground <laughs> for the fort, <laughs> found some telephone poles off the side of the road. You know, so to this is a full up. repo project. Oh, yeah, I would, like, describe this as, like, like an autistic 12-year-old. Oh, the man. mom's like, hey, let's keep you busy. <laughs> yeah, go, go build that. But this is a 35-year-old man. And then you go, you got the window cut out for the fort. You look up in the air, and this guy wants to spend the night in it. And there's holes everywhere <laughs> in the roof. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, we, it rained for the first two days here. We would get yeah. dumped on. And then you start looking at the nails on the floor. They all, they weren't, none of them were hammered all the way down. They had like a quarter inch left. (laughs) And then you, he has a couple chairs and then a cot. I didn't know, like there wasn't two cots. There was one (laughs) cot. And then you sit in the chairs. There's just one little problem. The only thing you can see is like. The sky. The sky. (laughs) And then there's a chainsaw in there. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a chainsaw in there. I would have made that window bigger right at that point. <laughs> if if I wasn't if it wasn't 7:30 and I I was like Let's fire this up. What else? Uh, oh, this was a good one. So he had he, he was going to decorate. There's paint in there. And he had like the stick, you know, to roll the paint. And then he had the the paint like the the pad, I guess you could call it. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't have the actual paint roller. <laughs> 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 He's got to get that. He's still trying
0: to get that. He might have just shoved like, the stick through. Uh-huh. Oh. The you know? paper towel roller action. Yeah, you get a workout in, too. Oh, Did yeah. Oh, rolling. On paint, paint the floor. When you do the floor, yeah. Yeah. Oh. roll the floor, and you just, just freaking ab roll crunch it out. Little,
2: yeah. oh, I think my favorite part of the floor was the tongue groove floor that didn't touch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you could see both tongue and groove?
2: You, you saw the groove, and you saw the tongue. And they were—they had a gap.
3: Well, you had to leave room for expansion because the yeah. holes in the roof, when they get wet, they will seal. He's—he's yeah. <laughs>
1: he's actually property. an innovator. He yeah, really is. <laughs> and,
2: and if anyone's wondering, he's—he—he he started um, construction on the first floor. First floor is a quarter of the way done. He didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be the lobby? <laughs> the lobby to the second floor. I said, "Hey, receptionist tell me. area." Yep. <laughs> I was like, man, you're going to totally win this girl over if you bring her over here. Totally do it.
1: That sounds like a terrible, terrible scenario from start to finish.
2: Oh, yeah. Spend the. If anyone asks you to have a spin the night and you're 35 years old, pass. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely do it. Yeah. I'm not against
3: building a fort, but it better be a fucking sweet fort. Well, <laughs> like, if you're going to call it a fort,
2: it better be badass. Yeah. Like dish. Did he call it a fort? Oh, he called it a fort. You guys want to have to spin it over my fort? Yeah. That's a hard pass. <laughs> or no, absolutely not. Yeah.
1: What do we have left for the trip? What are you guys going out for tonight? I've got moose and bear.
2: Yeah, I got bear. How's, How's your
1: bear hunting going so far?
2: Well, let's see. Yesterday, well. You've got a first
0: class pass to catch up with me and Dusty.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: I'm tagged out.
2: I do yeah. need to
0: have a first class pass. Well, it's time
1: to get on that train. Yeah. Fair enough. We can call this a power hour. That's one hour right there. Anything else you gentlemen want to add?
2: I w- I just want to thank you guys for inviting me. Hell me yeah, bro. And uh I've had a blast. I hope uh you know, hope this is a start for me. So hope I'm invited next year, man. You I have any questions to for say. Dusty?
0: What did you talk to Dusty about on the last one? I can't remember. <laughs>
1: Stories of bears. Bears. Oh, <laughs> what else you got for us? Regale us with a tale, Dusty, to close us out. What do you want to know about? (laughs) (laughs) The most insane animal story you've ever encountered or ever heard of. Ever heard of?
0: Ever heard of? That got deep. Yeah? That went (laughs) far deep into the storytelling. It's the hardest you've
1: ever laughed with John Dudley. (laughs) (laughs) This morning was pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that.
0: Uh, what, when I shit myself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't realize he had a spray
2: yeah. painter on the back end. Uh, no,
0: I guarantee you it was not. <laughs>
3: hardest I ever laughed was here. Guaranteed, hardest I ever laughed in my life. We'd walked miles and miles and miles throughout the week. We finished out that night. We were supposed to get picked up, but Todd ended up shooting something right at dark. Me and Jerry were in that field. Just burnt out, tired, just absolutely beat
0: we had walked, I bet you every single thing you've ever seen driving, we had done mm. in that week.
3: In the rain, just absolutely beat. And we get out there and thinking we're coming back to camp to get some food, and it's like, oh, we'll be there in
0: four hours. So we just laid up in this field. Well, Todd said he was, I think one of his, he was with the hunter, and he they wasn't. Got something. Yeah, he was like 2K away. Yeah. And he said, my hunter shot a muley, we'll just be a little bit. Yeah, yeah, four hours, and then I remember <laughs> like, the Northern Lights were out that night. And yeah, just- but way before that, do you remember um, we were we had just hung up with Todd, and that and that car that truck drove by, and it was oh. just <laughs> barely. I had my headlamp on, and it and this this truck stops, and he's like, "You all right?" And I just like shine my headlamp like through the passenger seat, and I'm like. Yeah, we'll be our, our, we'll be getting picked up in a minute. And he's like, all right. And he, like, drove off. Yeah. And then that led to, like, a hypothermia. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so cold. The only cool thing was the northern lights, though, that night were just unreal. So we were laying on our backs in the field just in, you know, you get when you're just overtired, just beat. I don't remember what the joke was, but I thought I was going to die. I could hardly sit up in the morning. <laughs> I'd laugh so hard that <laughs> night. <laughs> just, whatever it was that triggered that. It's a chindo. <laughs> it's a
2: chindo. I didn't know if I was supposed to say what it was.
3: <laughs> so I don't know if you can piece together what a chindo is just by the two words that are probably <laughs> combined in there. I'm sure a Google search
0: will do it. Yeah, just do
3: yourself a favor. Figure that out. <laughs>
0: Me and you were sitting there looking at the Northern Lights. And Jeremy brought up... He said something about... I want to chindo that sucker or something. And me and he looked at each other like, what? And he's like, chindo. And and we both looked at each other like, what are you talking about? And like, we were this hysterical. And he freaking, he said like, you don't know what that is? And starts telling us. And we were laughing so hard. I mean, oh, it was, uh, we laughed so hard that night. And so, what makes it worse is uh, Todd didn't end up coming for like four hours. And I mean, no thermocell. Oh God, we got mm. devoured, dude. And Todd pulls up and he goes, he goes, yeah, I, I, I figured you guys would have caught a ride by now. He goes, Ken, Ken said he was coming right by here. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, he said he was coming right by here at dark. So his other guide had stopped to ask us, and we said, no, we're okay. Our ride's coming. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. That was definitely the hardest. <laughs> 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 I think those memories stick out more than anything. We learned yeah. a lot that night. We did. Jeremy taught us. <laughs> He's a devious pervert. <laughs> 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 apparently, apparently he
1: is. And to close it out with, Edley,
0: right, there's no way. <laughs> no. Nope. What else? Proud of you, man. Yeah. It was um, a good week for
1: sure. For if everybody. you come up here, bring a thermosel. Yeah. That's Just, the most important advice I can give anybody barf bag in a shit bucket <laughs> barf bag I mean hopefully <laughs> those no, are yeah. optional the thermocell is mandatory if you're going to come up here come up with a lot of pads for the thermocell <laughs> and a lot of fuel canisters and don't turn that thing off or
0: you're going to die 12 pack of depends <laughs> and antibiotics <laughs> yeah. and that's it be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock on lifestyle clothing knockonarchery.com.